0: podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories and practical mindfulness based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert Danielle Savory and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Okay. Welcome everybody. You pleasure seekers. So today I'm so thrilled because I have one of my clients from better sex in 90 days. And also my friend Elizabeth Salazar on the podcast today, just to share more about her experience going through the program and what that was like. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Elizabeth on, I mean, of course, cause she had juicy results to talk about, (laughs) but also just because I think she does such a good job of really like pausing and explaining and reflecting on her differences of the before and the after and what the journey was like. And I think for a lot of us, when we're going through this journey, we're like, yeah, things are different, but we can't pinpoint them. And Elizabeth can always pinpoint (laughs) exactly whether it's in business, Or in her pleasure, what has changed? What has changed in her mind? What has changed in her body and her feelings towards stuff and what it looks a kind of to the outside world? So welcome to today's podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Danielle. Yes, thank you for having me. And thank
1: you for creating this. Like, I think of it like this door that I could walk through because you've been inviting me through this door for like a year or more. Yeah. And I just think like, I think that's so cool that you just keep showing up to it because people like me who weren't ready yet and then
0: were, it's like, oh, this is so good. Oh, yes. So let's talk about it. Let's just start there, like about walking through the door, because when you and I were chatting before doing this podcast, you had even said that you had actually listened to the podcast on one of, I don't, I think like one of the episodes or something where I was interviewing other women who had gone through the course. So let's just even start there first listening to that podcast to getting through that doorway. Yeah. I think, I mean, when I was thinking about, I I would
1: thought about joining better sex in 90 days for, you know, quite a bit of time, but it was just like, I was so used to spending all my brain space on my business. And I like thinking about my business and I like working in my business and talking about my business. And so doing something with sex, it was, there was actually even a little bit of a fear like, oh, I'm going to take my brain space away from that stuff. And I don't know that I'm ready to. And so I think, but when I listened to that podcast, I had already decided and bought. And so I bought the program and then I listened to the podcast and just, even in that, it's like, I was telling you earlier, just buying the program. We immediately Mm. started having better sex, not because you (laughs) had done anything or anything had started, but because I had consciously decided this is how I want to use my brain. And this is how I want to use my time and my energy and something I want to focus on. And I think that's so cool when we think about what's possible because it's like, it's possible for someone to be listening to this and to hear I could just decide I'm going to have better sex and immediately do it. And your podcast, your programs can be that entry point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that you said that because I really actually just wrote an email about that because it is like a decision. And I think that all of the clients you know, some of them I haven't even coached, right. But I consider them clients because they're on the podcast and they're learning from this and they're implementing it. And that's what it takes, you know, whether you do the deep dive with better sex in 90 days, or you're taking what you're learning here on the podcast, or maybe you've done one of my trainings or workshops, it's that decision. That's always the difference between the people that are having the better sex that are creating more desire and the clients that aren't is they just decided, you know what I'm doing this now I'm all in.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I remember from that, that podcast, I think it was Fanny. She was mm-hmm. one of the women you were interviewing. And I remember, cause my husband and I listened to it together and we were just both like, Oh, she sounds like she really like wants her husband. And like, she just is really like, and I knew like, that was what I wanted to get from your program. I Mm -hmm. wanted to want my husband in such a passionate way that it's like when other people heard me talk about him, that they could feel that too. And I was just really impressed by that, but that showed me more of what I wanted. And that kind of guided me in what I went after in your program.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then lay out for everyone listening, then a little bit of what it looked like, like the before, because, you know, from talking with you, I think a lot of people, you know, come into this thinking things have to be bad and they weren't bad. Like when you and I talked, it wasn't like, it was like this, Oh, we're broken. We never have sex. We don't love each other. We don't even touch each other. I've never had an orgasm. Like it was none of these, like there's a big problem. So what was the difference between the before and then after going through the program?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to tell you this before and after. And I want everybody listening to know that I did like 10% of Danielle's program. <laughs> like when I think about all the stuff I had access to, I just really focused in on what I wanted. And so when I think about the before, so just to give everybody some context, my husband and I have been married for 10 years. And I mean, the first time we had sex, it was the best sex I'd ever had, which <laughs> I might just be saying a lot about past sex, but it was good right off the bat. <laughs> and I just think like over 10 years of marriage, our sex has just, our sex life has just gotten better and better. And then when I learned coaching tools and I learned how to accept myself and I learned like all of these things, like I have thoughts and all that, it's like, and feelings, all of that made sex better. So it's like, I feel like by the point I'd gotten to you, I'd already done these kind of things inside of myself a little bit. I mean, when I joined your program, I think we were having sex a couple of times a week good sex, orgasms, enjoyable. It wasn't something that I was like, Ooh, when are we going to do that again? Like, it was always like this Mm -hmm. workup to it. Like, well, I mean, you know, he seems like he wants to again. And I remember liking it. I mean, I would even say this after sex, like that was really good. I like that. We should do that more often. But then in the, in between, I was like, no, let's not do that. When are we going to do (laughs) it? It was such a (laughs) weird thing. And then we had like a routine, we just had a routine to sex. And so it felt like sex was routine and it changed a little bit, but I remember even thinking like, I don't even know how this would change, or I don't know what we would do differently. And like, I feel like that's been a huge after the other thing about before. And I didn't realize this until I was in the program, but there were ways that my husband would approach me. And I don't know, it might've been listening to someone else get coached. It was something I think they were getting coached on that their partner had said. And it just like clicked for me where I was like, oh my gosh, like my husband does that. And this is how I feel when he does. So that was a really cool, powerful thing about the group environment and hearing other women get coached on such a broad topic of stuff. But my husband would just say things to me. And I realized as I was paying attention, like ways that he would approach sex, that my whole body would tense up. Mm-hmm. And I would feel uncomfortable. And it's like, I, I imagine that's not what he wanted. <laughs> like He yeah. wanted me to engage with him and to like be, be getting ready for later kind of thing. And, but it's like, once I realized that I was like tensing up at things he would say to me, that's when we could transition and make changes and like make even minor adjustments. Like, how about you try saying this to me instead? And One of those things, I don't remember what he used to say to me, but here's what he started saying when we had that conversation. He would start saying to me, I want you. Mm -hmm. And like just hearing that, I was like, oh, you want me? Yeah. (laughs) And it just like, I was like, oh, I want you too. But it was like such a different feeling in the way we were doing it. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, um, you know, you brought up that you're not, you're not even sure where this came from, (laughs) but it's like the minor things. And I think sometimes it's when the sex is good, like you said, when we have this like general way that we're approaching each other, it, it, it can be kind of confusing of like, how would this be better? How could this actually improve? But what you're saying, it's just that feeling in between, right? That feeling of like, it's that switch of like, yeah, that was good to like, oh, I want you to, or that refinement in your communication to let them know, because you start to realize the nuances in between that are shutting your body down or pulling you away or making you at least less eager. So on top of like that communication thing, what are some of the other afters that helped it or that, that you noticed going through the program?
1: Yeah. So many. And I love what you say there, Danielle. Like it is a lot of little things because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes what I might've thought was like, Oh, there's going to be some big thing, (laughs) but no, like everything that's great about our sex life now. And Oh man, a hundred times better. It's just a bunch of small things that started small and then had the opportunity to develop into something that we, we couldn't have imagined. So I think about like before I just didn't even realize this was happening, but it's like, we weren't really touching each other a lot. And now I feel like we're always like, you know, I'll get in the vehicle and he'll be like, Ooh, nice outfit. And it's like, when he's driving, I'll just put my hand on him a little bit. It's just like, and I would put my hand on him before, but now I'm feeling the pleasure Mm. while I do it. Like I'm feeling a wanting of him. It's so interesting to think about where it's like visually, if someone were watching us, they might see that we're doing the same things, mm-hmm. but now it's like my body is full of wanting him even more. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was like, man, eh, my hand's just here. Yeah. So- we're touching all day in small ways. Hold on. Um, we have
0: to pause here because this is so huge. And I don't think that a lot of people really get it. Because I even talk about this like, you could even have missionary for the rest of your life and it could be way better. Right. So it's like, it's not necessarily the actions, but it's like, you know, that, oh, I'm touching you out of habit versus like, I'm really present in me putting my hand on you. I feel feel like I actually feel a connection of doing that. And it's like this, like energetic exchange. It's like, you feel you know, a part of the experience in a pleasurable way. And it's what I think, and I don't know what your thoughts are about this, but it's like what I think about uh, at the beginning when you first start dating somebody. And it does feel like that. It does feel like so magical when you grab their hand in the grocery store or you're flirting with them when you first hop in the car. Like it is that, but it's after you've been together with someone like you have, you guys have been together for 10 years, it's that again, it's like bringing back that flirtiness and that playfulness and that like energetic, it's like an active love. I don't know if (laughs) that's what you're explaining, but that's kind of like my experience and what I'm taking from your words. No,
1: I think that's very true. It's like, it's a presence and a slowness. And it just feels like we're treasuring it. Like Mm -hmm. we treasure this relationship we have and in treasuring it, it's going slowly and it's feeling it. And I was thinking about before I was, one of the things you teach us is like being in our body. And I mean, I knew some of that from before, but it's like, I didn't realize that now I probably am feeling desire every single day. Mm. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely wasn't feeling that before. And it's like, that's such a simple little change, but it's like, no, I like feel desire in my body every day for him and in myself. And just in a very, like, it's just, it's nice, right? Like we might use the word pleasurable, but it's like, it's just a nice feeling. So feeling the pleasure every day. I also feel differently. So when you talk about this energetic change, it's like, I do feel different with my husband, Like, Mm -hmm. I feel more playful and more open and more um, like, I mean, the desire for sure. But even then, when we're in the like, it's not, I I think about sex as like, is that intercourse, like the sex experience? Mm -hmm. We're just more like, we're more intimate and we're communicating more. And it feels like such a safe space for both of us. And, I know that we created that, right? Like that's an after where it's like, it was safe before. It wasn't, no, sure what it was. It wasn't unsafe before. Right, right. But now it's like actively like loving and like fluffy safe.
0: (laughs) yeah, just really good. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so um, just such a juicy way of explaining it like this fluffy safety, because I think there's this misconception because I talk about safety a lot, like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like I'm safe with my husband, right? This is somebody I've been together with for 10 years or whatever your brain is saying, but there is a different feeling in your body. Like when you were previously, Elizabeth, talking about like if you'd say something and it's kind of that clenching up, right? It's not like we're cognitively going through these, you know, thought by thought in our brain where our brain's like, oh, this is unsafe. He said that. But there is something that happens on a subconscious level, on the visceral level in your body where it doesn't feel safe right it's it, it's not that it, it doesn't feel it's like that unsafe that you're talking about and when you start to connect with your body more when you start to open up these communication when you allow yourself to be courageous and vulnerable and speak to your desires that like safety net grows like you feel it in the interactions in the kitchen and also in the bedroom yes
1: yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I One of the other that. things you teach us, and I was a little resistant to it at first, and you were like, make a schedule. When are you gonna have sex? And I was like, That's <laughs> a terrible idea. No, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm not doing it. And I was like, okay, let's try it. <laughs> because that's how I that's how I roll yeah. with processes. And I mean, we just decided here are the days we're gonna have sex. And I am just really in awe, Danielle, of how powerful that has been because. Like there is, when we talk about that safety and that comfort, like there's this sense of like, we know when we're going to have sex again. And I mean, we don't always like do it perfectly of like, oh, we did it on those days, but like, there's actually a, like, I think before there was this like, like for him, I have no idea when we're going to have sex again. We better do it every time I want it. Like, cause I don't know, like there might be a big Mm -hmm. span in between. Like if we have sex twice a week, well, that might've been on Monday and Sunday. And so I might've gone right. So it's like, I think there was some unsafety for him and some uncertainty in general. And so I think deciding when I feel like we have a lot more comfort. Like if it's the day we are having sex, it's like, oh yeah, here's that day. And then we like talk about it all day and we're like, (laughs) Oh, so our six-year-old's like, why? What happens on Tuesdays? And we're like, nothing, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But then the days we don't have sex, it's like, there's this like, there's still that knowing like, yeah, but you know, Tuesdays come in and you know, the other days. And so it actually creates this comfort in the non-days where we can Mm -hmm. still feel desire but it's like, I don't feel like, oh yeah, he's going to always be trying to have sex with me and I have to do it. But it's like, no, I know exactly when we're doing it. And I get to follow that wanting and I even get to just want. And all of those things have been really cool that I didn't expect from having a
0: schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you brought up for him too, right? Because so much of what we talk about is, you know, creating safety for us and, you know, our journey. but on the other side, the flip side of our partner, like that's such a, you know, a good point. And I have talked about that with my husband as well. He's like, it's, it's not that I took rejection seriously, or if you said no, it wasn't like, I was like, oh my gosh, but exactly what you said is like that, feeling of like oh every time i want it or i have that urge then that must mean that we should versus like i know when it's coming that it can be this like build up for both and it becomes this juicy connection and that that communication in between the times like you said but it's really preparing yourself it's not like we're like oh my gosh when are we going to work on business like and you're at the middle of the night at 9:30 and you have this idea and you're laying in bed and you're like frantic, like, oh, should I get out on oh, the computer? Is this the time? Because I had this bright idea, I should probably sit down and like, type it out, right? It's like, no, we have boundaries for all things. We have like places when they're going to happen. And that creates so much more clarity in our brain and the way that we can focus our attention and the way that we can think and really give ourselves permission to be present. Cause we're not like, oops, should I be doing something else? Oops. Should I be, you know, transitioning into pleasure now? It can just be like, this is when it's happening. I can build up. And I remember something that you said on one of the calls you like, I, I, it was like, you know, when you see the light bulb go off, cause we were talking about scheduling <laughs> and you were resistant. And then you're like, Oh, I get it. So it's like we're literally preparing ourselves for the pleasure. And that's why we do it.
1: Yeah, because it sounds like I mean, when I was focused on why it was a terrible idea, it sounded like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so hard we can to, find that evidence. <laughs> it's so hard to do things that seem like, like, Oh, uh, why would we do that? And yet now that I see all the ways it's like, I guess I'm just really appreciative to my past self who was like willing to try it and willing to, yeah. cause I didn't just try it on my own. I talked to my husband about it. I was like, let's pick right. some days. Let's like, look at how this works on the week and what's going to be convenient. And like, we, this was like something we did together. Cause if I had just decided on my own, I could have also decided, Oh, never mind. But when I Mm -hmm. told him about it, like he was then on board and then we were having this conversation as though it was just this thing. And even when I forget, he's always like, oh yeah, it's Tuesday. Even when it's Wednesday, I'm like, what day is it? He's like Tuesday. (laughs) So (laughs) It's pretty much always Tuesday. I can't even remember what other days we have sex, but I definitely know it's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And it just becomes this like, but it's an extra layer of playfulness and, It just, it's like, it was a really good idea to get him on board too. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So many people are so resistant at the beginning and then they start to see it and it's exactly this. (laughs) They come back and they're like, oh, I get it now. And it's just like, I tell everyone I am a sex coach. So, and I schedule it. Like, this isn't like, oh, I'm like waiting to reach this pinnacle of, you know, so much desire that it's just like spontaneous sex on the couch or the counter or all over the place. Not that those don't happen, but I schedule it because I want to have really good sex. And when I prepare my mind and prepare my body and allow that safety in our relationship, that's when it's the best. Yeah. So why would I not do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. I can see that now. And I'm really glad that I was like, yeah, I wanted to devote mind space. Cause I think about that where it's like, I didn't know what was going to be like, if I think about coming through this door of working on sex, it's like, I didn't know what was going to be through this door. I know you talked about pleasure and I was like, okay, I'm probably going to feel some more pleasure, but I didn't realize, oh, I'm going to feel pleasure every day. I'm going to feel this playful connection with my partner because of how I changed. Not because he had to change. Like he was always open and willing but it was just like mm-hmm. i changed and then that changed our relationship and i think about there's this song that talks about like having sex all night long i don't know if you've ever heard of it <laughs> it's probably very i feel like there's a few
0: so i'm like hmm, probably yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but i always remember hearing that and being like what are you guys doing all night long that sounds awful <laughs> because i was just thinking of the like intercourse element of it and yeah. now because i came through this door and it's like i didn't know what we were going to encounter in our sex life but i just now it's like oh we might have sex for 90 minutes in like all these different experiences and, and playfulness and exploration and curiosity and um acceptance right cuz you just never know what's going <laughs> yeah. to happen you can and accept your partner as things work and don't work and now it's like sometimes i'm like oh i'm exhausted like that was so much and like it, it just has become this thing where I'm like, oh, we we need to go back to that that routine that felt kind of boring before because now that that routine that was so plain is like, oh, that sounds like like a like a a new thing now. And yeah, it's just all cool. Like what a dynamic. And then I think about Danielle, yeah. what if this is me just getting started? Like, what if this is just the beginning of really, really great sex that? I still don't know what's coming. So that's really fun to think about.
0: (laughs) That's super fun to think about because it's like, it hasn't been that long, you know, and you and I had talked about this previously was like, you did part of the program, right? You showed up for the calls, you got coached, you, you dipped into a couple of the videos or whatever, the practices, and there's so much more, right? It's like, whoa, if this much could change in my brain, And then in that energetic feeling in between my partner and I, it's like, think about the next 10 years of marriage. Like, it's so fun. It's so fun to think about what else is possible and what else is possible about our bodies. I think that's one thing, especially when it comes to pleasure. Like we feel it's one of the places we can limit ourselves right away. Like, oh, well, I've had an orgasm. So that's probably it. Right. There's probably nothing beyond an orgasm. And then you start to like play with just that, that movement and that presence, like you're talking about and realize like all the different textures and tones and, um, that connection that's really possible.
1: Well, and that was one of the things I love about what you taught is I'm very goal oriented. So I'm like, what's the objective of sex? We're not having babies. So it must be to have an orgasm. But you came in and you were like, no, the objective of sex is not to have an orgasm. And that was kind of a little bit mind-bending for me. I'm like, what? I'm very goal-oriented. That's the objective. I'll have one. He'll have one. And then we'll be done. That's how we know. Yeah. And yet you kind of introduced this idea that it's like, no, this is about pleasure and this is about connection and you may or may not have an orgasm. Because I could see like, if you don't have an orgasm for me as a woman, I'd be a little pissed sometimes like, oh, I didn't get one, but he always yeah. gets one. Like.
0: <laughs> but yeah. it's like
1: now I'm really focused on that pleasure and and enjoying it, which then creates that space where it's like obviously we're not following the same routine because there's not the same goal. It's to explore and enjoy and feel pleasure in all the different ways. and that was something I appreciated you like breaking down that belief because there was so much on the other side of it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, so good. everybody. Pause and listen to that part again (laughs) because I think they hear it from me all of the time, and I say that so often, but hearing it from someone else and really the benefit of giving yourself space for that exploration, because we don't we can't have that exploration if it's this very linear, like I get turned on, then I get aroused, and then we work it up, and then we climax, and it's over then. It's like when you're thinking in that way, you can't go sideways. It's just this linear path to like here and you miss out on all of the things. You miss out on all of the things that could actually lead to even a more pleasurable orgasmic experience.
1: Yes. One more thing, Danielle, that I want to share with them all about you and how you have taught us is that you are always really focused on celebrating. Mm. and me and my goal-oriented brain are like, ah, this is so annoying. Let's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're alone. I think most people are annoyed (laughs) on those calls and I'm like, celebration. (laughs) But
1: like, you force us. And so then my brain's like, well, I mean, if this is what we're doing, let's find something. And like that made such a difference because people listening to this podcast might think, oh, she was the before and then she did Danielle's magical program. And then she's this, this after situation, but it's like, that wasn't the case. I mean, it was a slow process sometimes. And mm-hmm. sometimes that win, like I wouldn't have realized the wins if you hadn't helped me stop and see them mm-hmm. because the winds were sometimes like we're interacting with each other not sexually, but right. Sexually, we're not having sex, but like that sexual yeah. interaction. Sometimes the win was that simple. Like we're, we're sexually interacting with each other in the morning. And normally we only do it at certain times a day. And just like helping me to see like these wins, I think that played such a big part in me, like getting to this current after mm-hmm. because I appreciated and just kept going and was enjoying those little
0: wins. Yeah. 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 Thanks for bringing that up because I think it is, it's so important. And when you talk even about being goal oriented, I think for a lot of people coming in to this program, they're used to having like a goal, like whether it's like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, or I'm going to, you know, run this marathon, or I'm going to make this much money in my business, or I'm going to get this promotion. Like it's very clear of like where you're headed and where you're going. And this kind of work, like, better sex like what does that even mean? <laughs> you know there's yeah. all these little small bits in the in between and it is important like that's what brings us that presence to our life. like that's what brings that satiation and that vibrancy is when we start to notice the little moments that when he touched you in the kitchen during dinner time and you didn't retract. And you didn't retract for the first time, and it felt safe to have those fingertips on you. Like, that might seem like, why are we celebrating that? But for us going through our day, it's like, those are the things that like compound. Those are the things that make that partnership more passionate. Those are those little things that we don't even realize, but our children absorb and notice is like, Those little bits of connection, that little bit of touch, and of course we're going to celebrate it because that's really why we're here. Like that's why we—that's what I feel like life is about. Or like those moments that are tender and loving and passionate and aren't riddled with judgment of ourselves or of our partner or just like I want to say like rejection or frustration. You know, it's just like it's—it's those freedom moments that we have to capture. Yes. Love it. Okay. So tell people about, you mentioned like one little thing about being in the group, like one of those benefits of being able to hear somebody be coached and like, oh my gosh, me too. And have your own breakthrough. But what were some of the other things that you enjoyed about doing this work specifically in a group environment?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think you could read a book or you could do that kind of thing, but What I love about this environment is that it's like I could watch a video and I could be like thinking about it and doing it in between, and then we would get on the call and, you know, it's like you forced us to celebrate, you forced us to...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you, it was with like, consent. It was with consent, everybody. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> I mean, we agreed and did it, but no, Yeah. but like, it's like, I think those calls, like when you combine the content with the calls, it's like, you were just reinforcing it. Mm-hmm. And so I might've like watched a video about make a plan, but then it's like on the calls, you were like reminding us. And it was like, maybe someone was getting coached on it, or maybe you just mentioned it. And it's like, it took it from being like, when we read a book, we read the words and then we like put the book down and we're done. Mm-hmm. But being in this environment, it's like, I might only watch a video once, but then I keep hearing the same thing in what you're talking about, or maybe in what people are getting coached on. And so there was just so much of the same content coming at me that it really helped me to stay focused on, oh yeah, this is where I'm going and this is what I want. And like, oh yeah, don't forget to do that little thing you wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I think the other really cool thing, there was such a broad scope of like what people were getting coached on. And and sometimes it didn't apply to me at all. And yet there was something about it that I could still find. I, I, I remember this one woman talking about, I mean, I don't even remember the specifics now, but I remember telling my husband about it and kind of creating a conversation and whatever she got coached on Changed in my and my husband's relationship because of the conversation we had. And it was actually a way that I realized I didn't want to be anymore. I think it had something to do with me getting pleasure from like touching him and like being into him. And it's like listening to her get coached on something that was actually completely not really anything I could relate to. And then my brain was like, oh, here's how we kind of can relate. And then we could take it to that conversation. And I just saw the change like step by step Mm -hmm. of like, that didn't seem relevant to, Oh, it is. And here's how, and here's how it changed. So I thought that was a really powerful and unexpected. And then now, I mean, I don't know if you'll do this forever, but having the like post calls where we get to re-engage with people and Mm -hmm. that kind of like that plug back in. Cause what it is, is it's a reminder that that monthly call is a reminder to me that I value my sex life. I value my pleasure And I want to be in a space with women who are talking about this and who are thinking about it and who are sharing their ideas. Because last call, I was like, what are your guys' recommendations for this? And people were like, here they are. And it's like, it's just that reminder to be in that headspace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause we do, we need that again. You know, it's like you don't just go through something once and then expect everything to change and never revisit it. It's like coming back, like keeping that spark alive, keeping it at the forefront of our brain that it's a good reminder that it's important. Um, And you said something there, and I think this is such a fun part too about the program of how different Or like what everybody's goal kind of or intention, I should say. I think the idea of intention rather than goal because we're not really arriving somewhere with the program is and how vastly different all of the journeys really are, but that's not a problem. Yeah. That we can actually just, yeah, just learn from them. So anything else that you want to share with any of the listeners that are thinking about it or on the fence or just anything from your journey that you would like to share with them today?
1: I would just repeat that it's like, if you want to use your headspace to have more pleasure in your own body and experience your partner in such a higher way that, I mean, Danielle's Program and her space she's created is such a great place to do that. And not because she's going to tell you, like, here's what your destination will look like, but because it's really this opening of a door to, like, this is what I want. And it's like just that willingness to stand at the door and go through it and say, I want to have better sex. I want to experience more pleasure. I want to have more connection with my partner. And it's like, once you go through that door with Danielle, she has so many resources and coaching and safety and connection that it's like your journey and whatever you're going to find. It's like, it's like so big and so amazing. And it's like, I went through it and I feel like so excited for other people to go through it and experience their own version of that, because I think we all change a little bit and we support each other differently. And so I appreciate Danielle that you've created that for all of us.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, it is. It is so fun. I love just thinking of that like that doorway, because a lot of my visualizations when I'm thinking about creating this program, or uh, we're getting ready to welcome in the next cohort. It's like, I actually do picture a door like I picture myself like, going like from open to close, like on the little like flip signs. And then I'm just in there with like open arms, like, Hey, welcome in, like, come on through the doorway. And it is, it's a loving, it's fun, it's safe. And I'm so glad that you felt that because that's literally the type of container that's always, you know, deep in my heart that I want to create for everybody going through it. So Well, thank you for being on. And I have one more question because I ask everybody that comes on the podcast and I did not prepare you for this. (laughs) So whatever comes to your mind, what do you think would change in the world if more women were pleasured and didn't leave this part of their life out? Like if they integrated it how you have.
1: Oh, such a good question. I think that I think of women because when I think about like being pleasured, and I mean, like take this step back by step back, it's like mm-hmm. it means we have to be in our body instead of always in our head. Mm-hmm. It means we have to be paying attention to things, and it's like if women were in their body and they're if when you're in your body and you're present, you're inevitably feeling calmer, and you're slower to react. And I think about that for women where it could come down to simple things like how we engage with our children. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we could put that with work with everything, but it's like, when I think about just being calmer and in my body and slower, it's like when women then can pay attention to their children and they're like, Oh, I see this. And now I can support my kids in a different way. Like, this is just a sliver of how this work changes us, but it's like, we become better mothers, more observant, more, more caring, more capable of focusing on them instead of ourselves. And it's like, then we raise an entire generation of children who were like loved and accepted. And like, that seems like such a, a tiny sliver, but it's like, we could take that to work and all the places. And yeah. it's this, this like just snowballs into our entire lives.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that answer. And we haven't gotten that answer yet on the podcast. So it's such a good one. And I do really think, um, I mean, that was one of the first places I noticed doing this work too, was the way that it changed me as a mother for the better, the more present, the more slowed down, not to mention what they get to see, right? We hear so much about family dysfunction, and how we can fall into these patterns, like not on purpose, right? But that us paying attention to our pleasure, us being present in our body and being more calm, but then also connecting with our partners in this like really loving, compassionate way, like what our children get to see in that, like that's really cool. That is really cool. That's a really great point. Cause
1: it's like, I have a 17 year old and then I have a four and six year old. And so they, Mm -hmm. I think my four and six year old have just been wrapped in that love forever. But my 17 year old, she just moved back in with us after five years. And it's like, those were all five of my coaching years. So I'm like a completely different human, but she gets to see our love and our compassion and our acceptance and our passion. I actually had a hickey this week and she was (laughs) like, mom. And I was like, but it's like this, this interesting place where it's like, I both don't want her to think about our sex life. Cause that feels traumatic yeah. as well <laughs> as like, I want her to know that we're having a really amazing time having sex. And like, I just think that's a interestingly balanced, like an interesting balance, but it's like, we want to communicate that to our kids. We want them to yeah. know, like, cause when I tell my daughter, I'm like, like having sex outside of marriage, I'm sure people are doing it and it's great. But like, him and I have such amazing sex inside of such a safe, like familiar space. And it's like, I want her to know that it's better there. And, and so it's like, I get to be an example of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. It, I think it's just really showing, you know, especially our daughters, what's possible and that we can feel good in our own bodies and our pleasure. We're not just objects of pleasure or here for somebody else, but like how fueling and energizing it can be for us. So, yeah. and so then it good.
1: transitions, like my daughter's getting ready to turn 18 and we're going to go, I'm fl- we're flying down to Dallas and we're going to do a Korean day spa which is a naked spa. (laughs) So fun. So fun. And I told her, I was like at 18, I want you to experience other women naked. And I want you to experience yourself and that journey of like, okay, I'm getting ready to be naked with a bunch of women. I don't know. And that like self-acceptance and that experience of their bodies of like oh look at we all have such different bodies and like ah oh, they're so beautiful and are is that really what butts look like and yes i get to give her a gift that started because i've come down this path and we get to do that for our kids
0: Oh my gosh, I love this. I can't wait to hear how this goes because I think that that's important for all of us. Um, I feel like we could have a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> on getting naked and feeling good in our bodies because that is such a huge transformation and you get to share that with your daughter now too.
1: Yeah.
0: Love it. Well, thanks again for coming on and sharing your journey so eloquently. It's been such a pleasure to have you. you. Thank you, Danielle.